T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Yep, that would be me. Thanks for being with us this afternoon. It is now 6.06 at 106.3 WORD. Glad to have you aboard as we wrap up the Friday edition of the Bobby Mack Show. One more hour, and then it'll be Mark Levin time. But in the meantime, Richard and Greer has some thoughts for us this afternoon. Hi, Richard. Hey, Mr. Bohannon. Hope you're having a good day. Uh, yes, sir, and you too. I commemorate all those people who uh, passed away in 9-11. Uh, yeah. As far as I south in memory of my hat, I was going to the doctor and heard what's going on. I said, this is something big. Turned around, went back to my wife. She had her first son in her belly, and I said, going to grow up in a different world. Hasn't been quite as tragic as I thought it'd be, but anyway, that's on the 9-11. Um, the, uh, the thing that uh, is more locally, this uh, uh, unfortunate uh, a threesome up in uh, North Carolina, Forest City, and one lady was from Hickory, where she went uh, past somebody on the double yellow line. And since the pandemic, I have seen more of that and more cars just come slowly to a red light, and if they don't see anything that looks even close, they just go through the red light. And I know our police uh, forces were, you know, on light duty, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's gotten bad. And it's, it's since, you know, they, the, we've kind of opened up, uh, don't see it as any, um, stopping it and, uh, yeah, or getting better. I mean, uh, yeah. but, uh, they'll stop and let you know you have a brake light out or a tag light out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, if you got a brake light out, okay, get it fixed, get a tag light out, get it fixed. Fine. If you run a red light, you're an idiot. I mean, I'll put it this way. I, I, Richard, I won't try to be a hypocrite here. I have I have pushed the corners of yellow lights. But if I see a red light, I'm not I'm not going through it. No, I mean, this is it's clearly red. You're, I'm approaching the thing, and you see the person pull up, and they say, oh, well, I can beat, I can beat him. And they just go right through it. But same thing with the four-way stops. You know, I just, well, I called the, called the first, uh, you know, Got on the phone. I was coming to a four-way stop. A truck was coming, and I said, "This guy ain't gonna stop." But I went ahead and got to the, the intersection, and I said, "If he's gonna hit me, he's gonna hit me." And he slammed on his brakes and honked and all this kind of stuff. And I said, "It's a four-way stop, dude." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I am always careful about four-way stops because, you know, I don't know what they, they teach really uh, young people uh, anymore. I, I I attended driver's ed back in high school, and I'd already learned how to drive. I had driven up and down my parents' driveway 
dozens of times. I knew how to shift, how to brake, how to stop. Uh, I knew how to do all of that. And, and I had had these, these traffic things drilled into my head, so I was ready. But yeah. that is bizarre, Richard. i got to tell you, that's bizarre. It's not even the young ones. I was over uh, off uh, 29 and Greer near the Target. And there's a road that comes by, and uh, there's a lady in front of me, and there's a car in front of her at the stoplight. And she pulls over in the oncoming traffic, in his oncoming lane. Of course, there's nobody coming because the light's red. And so I just say, okay, I don't know what this person, I thought they were going to take off. But she's just sitting there in the oncoming lane, and one car comes and has to go wide. So I pulled up and rolled down the, the window, and I said, man, do you know that you're, that's not a turn lane you're in? And she's like, Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it's just gray matter, you know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you what, a lot of it is, Richard, and, and thank you for your call, by the way. A lot of it is focus. I'm worried about something else. i got to go pick up the kids after soccer practice. i got to go to the grocery store. And, oh, yes, maybe I'll focus on driving my car. And people people shouldn't do that. You're right. All righty, it's now uh, 610 as we go to Gerald and Calpins. Hi there, Gerald. Good afternoon, sir. Hey, Jim, one of the best ways to start a revival in this country, if families will start getting back together and quit hating and have all this animosity against each other, because the children and grandchildren are feeding off this. I mean, you don't even hear of a family reunion anymore, and you've got family members that won't even attend a funeral. I know. It, it It is bad, and I'll be honest with you, the way some families are going right now, I don't know that I'd want to attend a family reunion. I mean, some families are are enough trouble just getting together at Thanksgiving now. Yeah, that's true, and that's what I'm saying. You know, it, it's... Yeah. No, you're okay, right. Well, I mean, yeah, I, pre- I appreciate your thoughts, Gerald, and I think you're dead on. I really do. I think it's, it's, a, it's a sad shame uh, that, that we are allowing ourselves to be so torn apart. You, as we go to another call here, you might want to consider my rule. My, I have a number of friends and a few relatives who do not agree with me politically. We have reached an agreement to disagree. We will talk about other things, any other things. We have tried talking about politics. It doesn't work anymore. There was a time when we could. That time has passed. And so to make it through holidays and other gatherings, we just simply change the subject. Good points, Gerald. It is now... Uh, uh, 612 at uh, 1063 WORD, and here is Kim in Lake Toxaway. Hi, Kim. Hi, how are you? I'm sorry Fine, I was you. driving. Not a problem. <laughs> the, the signal is good. Go right ahead. We're good. Well, I lived in Tallahassee um, for the love of the hanging chads, and in 2001, oh, yeah. um, we knew that the president was coming on the 10th of September. And I was working downtown around the Capitol, and in the afternoon saw two cars full of uh, Middle Eastern-looking men driving repeatedly around the Capitol building. And uh, time didn't think anything of it until the next day. And it ended up two of those men were later uh, identified as some of the terrorists. Wow. And uh, really frightening because they, uh, Jeb Bush was supposed to be there. Um, in town, but took, uh, you know, the last minute, left town and went to South Florida. And with the president coming to the, um, you know, Tampa coast, uh, we, you know, pretty excited. But after the fact, it was pretty scary. 
I guess it would be. I certainly see what you're saying. That would be uh, scary indeed. You just never know. These days, you just never know. And I seriously, I cannot get through a, a major event like the Super Bowl or a holiday anniversary uh, or, or a, a, a tragedy anniversary like this one, uh, Christmas, Thanksgiving. I'm always expecting that somebody is going to use the occasion to do something. And that's I guess a negative attitude on my part, but I, I just I can't get away from it, Kim. No, it's it's very much that way, very much that way. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for, yes, for, ma'am. for, thank um, you. for what you're doing. Thank you. Appreciate your thoughts and your call here on this uh, this 9-11. I'm not sure what they have in mind. Of course, the, the, the 20th anniversary next year will be a, a super big deal. Uh, the, the notion of turning it into uh, uh, something uh, other than, than what it is uh, it just strikes me as, a, as a, really, a really bad idea. I don't think that National Day of Service, it would be good to have a National Day of Service. I'm all for that. But I don't think that this should be the day. This should be reserved for what it is. A day to remember that there are those out there who would uh, try to kill us, and they have proven it by the fact that they have tried over and over again. And uh, sometimes they've been successful. And this notion that we're all uh, brothers under the sun, hold hands, sing kumbaya, bull. I'm sorry. There are some nasty people in this world, and sometimes they have to be killed. I would prefer it not be that way. I would like to live in the kind of world where we all hold hands and sing kumbaya. I really would, but I'm just not a big enough fool to pretend that that's the case. Honestly, I'm just not capable of doing that. So, for what it's worth, we'll uh, continue our discussion. We'll look at some uh, presidential election scenarios when we come back. There are all kinds of things that could conceivably happen in this year of the the mail-in ballot. Anyway, glad that you're with us this afternoon at 106.3 WORD, now on 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca, 101.5 FM in Anderson, all over the place on the Radio.com app. Our time now, 6.15. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. And thank you for being with us this afternoon. We just about got a Saturday here fully in hand as the September 11th is heading toward the evening hours. Good to have you with us today. And I'll be back on October the 2nd. Uh, the next time that I know I'm filling in, Bobby Max back on Monday the 14th. Right now at uh, 22 past 6, let's go to Linda in Greenville. Hi, Linda. Hi. I have two stories to tell you. One is a 9-11 story. Uh-huh. My niece was teaching school in Ohio, and uh, she said, Air Force One flew over our school today. And I said, how do you know it was Air Force One? She said it was the only plane that was allowed to fly. That's why it's true. <laughs> yeah. um, the second thing is I used to teach driver's ed, and there's two parts to teaching driver's ed. One is for children or young people who do not know how to maneuver the car, and you have to teach them how to do that. The second thing is following the law. They don't want to do that. I had one child, young lady, who went through a four-way stop. I said, you didn't stop. You didn't stop. <laughs> she said, oh, there wasn't anything coming. <laughs> that's that's how they think. Just nothing coming. You can just go right ahead. Doesn't matter. Well, there are a name. There's a name that's for people tough. like that. They're called dead people. But uh, I'm glad that she didn't die. I'm glad you didn't die too. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, yes. but it is hard you know, it, to teach young people it, to drive. Uh, that is a terrible them. job to have. I must confess that I, I, I can't imagine what it would take to teach someone to drive. I tried, by the way, one time to teach my mother to drive a car when she was it was obviously going to be the last car she ever drove and it was just a cream puff it was just the sweetest little car uh very very gentle not not much engine in it a nice smooth transmission and i took her out to an empty parking lot on a saturday morning and bless her heart she just could not get it down we did not buy the car i i just simply saw to it that she she felt great great uh comfort seeing the car in the garage and I had taken the distributor uh, cap off, and, and I told I told the local car dealership, who's uh, uh, the owner was her her, her cousin. I said she's going to call you and says and say her car won't start. When you come out, you will find the reason it won't start is the distributor cap is off. Don't put it back. Tell her you've got to order a part from Mozambique or somewhere, and yes. she'll forget about it. <laughs> so yes, we did that to my uncle when he couldn't drive any longer. Yeah. Um, Yes. Well, anyway, I, 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 I commend you. Of, of, of all the thankless jobs out there, Linda has done her part. Driver's Ed, whoa, thank you for sharing that. That's <laughs> I, I salute you, Linda. Thank you. It is now uh, 625. We go to Ron in Spartanburg. Hi, Ron. Hey, Jim. How are you today? I'm well, sir. Thank you. Uh, lest we forget. I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, I know exactly where I was uh, on 9-11. I was in the Bank of America in Winston-Salem. I went into the bank, and two of the tellers were sobbing. And on the, uh, on the TV was the second plane coming into the uh, towers. Uh, it wow. was uh, very terrifying. Yeah. But anyway, um, I just wanted to uh, commemorate this day and, and 
and uh, share this, share that saying with you because it's applicable to a lot of our history. Well, it sure is. And yeah. uh, I wanted to just make a general uh, comment about uh, things going wrong in our society. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, things that we don't understand about why our politicians and bureaucrats and government employees do what they do. And I would just suggest that your uh, listeners uh, look up uh, Pride and Greed, uh, The Seven Deadly Sins, and I think that pretty well says it all. Well, that'll certainly cover a lot of it. One can hope we can tackle those on our way to trying to build a better society. Ron, thank you. Thank you for your memories, your listenership, and your call. It's now 626, and this is Mike in Spartanburg. Hi, Mike. Hello, Jim. How are you doing, sir? Well, sir, thank you. Okay. Um, I just wanted to uh, put my story in there. Um, I happened to be at uh, on 9-11. I was working at the time for Hershey Foods in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and we had a um, a fitness center within our building, and it had TVs in there. And someone came running in and said, you're not going to believe this. A plane just crashed into the World Trade Center. And they grabbed, everybody ran in there. We thought it was a, a television show, and it was mm-hmm. unbelievable. Uh, about that yeah. time is when the second plane hit. Um, so, yeah, it, it was certainly terrifying. Um, but where I lived at the time, I lived um, in uh, York, Pennsylvania, and you could see the uh, cooling towers, the Three Mile Island, from my house. And the very next day, um, I was inside the home, and all of a sudden, our house started shaking like crazy. And I, my wife and I ran outside, and there were two F-16s screaming. And I mean, tell you, they were probably about 100 feet over the uh, rooftops. They were screaming and heading towards um, Three Mile Island. And I said, oh, my God, don't tell me they're hit Three Mile Island, too. Uh, and we could see them off in the distance, and they were doing uh, a circling maneuver, like swooping back and forth. They were actually almost vertical, I mean, you know, so that they wouldn't – those things screen so fast, they had to go almost vertical, I mean, uh, you know, nose up in the air so they uh, yeah. could slow down enough. And as they got closer towards our house, I could see there, there was a twin-engine Cessna plane that they were trying to get to land. Evidently, it was a, a doctor or someone who did not know or was unaware that no one was supposed to be flying, and they were trying to get this guy to land. And um, believe me, it's, I thought they were going to shoot him down. But yeah. it was really scary. It was really scary because, you know, like I said, I thought that the first thing when I seen them screaming at uh, Three Mile Island, yeah. I thought that's it. They, they hit that. Yeah, field. boy, a major fallout and all the rest of that. Yeah, uh, something that's not commonly known, and thank you for sharing that uh, very much, Mike, something not commonly known when the the planes were scrambled to go after flight 93 which they thought was heading for the capitol or the white house they had to stop it the planes that they scrambled were not armed and they hit the two pilots uh one of them was a, a was a woman pilot by the way the two pilots said okay i'll take the cockpit and you take uh, uh one of the wings and they were going to crash they were going to uh, kamikaze it but fortunately the the people aboard showed the courage necessary uh, to bring it down. Jimbo for Bobby Mack, and we now have 629. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, appreciate it. Thank you so much. 24 before 7 o'clock at 106.3 WORD. Glad you're with us today, and uh, thank you very much for that. We do appreciate it. Again, our Ingalls Advantage talk line is 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 71307, 71307. Saw this uh, on social media today. We will always remember Benghazi, September 11th, 2012. So I'll pass that along for what it's worth. If you missed this, uh, I noted earlier today that the return of the NFL, you'd think people would be starved for the NFL, but apparently not. Uh, I didn't watch, and it had a 10-year low in ratings. So that should tell you something. Apparently, if you're woke, you're going to wind up broke. But I digress. Thanks for being with us this afternoon here. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, what was this one here? Uh, there was a, uh, I'll find it here. Here we go. Jim was just listening to your caller from the 2000s hanging Chad debacle in Florida. And what a small world, my hubby and I were in college at Florida State University on 9-11-2001. Yeah, I have, I'm looking right now at a, a hanging Chad ballot autographed by Catherine Harris, who was the Secretary of State in Florida at the time. And I I asked her, did not get a satisfactory answer, but I asked her, why in the world, with the entire presidential election of 2000 hanging on Florida's electoral votes, why didn't you just demand a statewide recount immediately? And I never got a, a good answer to that, I'm sorry to say. I wish that... Uh, I wish that I had, but uh, sometimes they uh, they don't uh, agree to give you a good answer for what it's worth. All right. Uh, we pass that along to you this afternoon. I talked about various presidential election scenarios, and uh, there are a number of things that could happen. Of course, if one side wins decisively, that it's impossible not to concede. Well, that that should take care of that, even though, of course, Hillary Clinton has stated, and I quote, Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances because I think this is going to drag out, and eventually I do believe he will win if we don't give an inch. <laughs> yeah, and if you bring in enough fraudulent ballots, Hillary. All right, let's go to Justin, who calls in from Anderson this evening at uh, 22 before 7. Hi, Justin. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Hope you are, too. Uh, yeah, I'm working late. Um uh... Uh-huh. You know, I wanted to talk about, you know, how you were talking about the flag and, and, and the NFL and everything else. Yeah. Um, I believe, you know, a lot of people are talking about all this stuff going on with the cops and, and all everything like that. The best thing for everybody to do is is get in the Bible, you know, uh-huh. learn 
and and live by the Bible and and accept, you know, Jesus Christ and and think about more of, of you know, what would Jesus do and, and, you know, think about the Bible. There's too much hate going on in the world and everybody worried about what someone else is doing here and what somebody else is doing there. If you live life by God and, you know, it says in the Bible, it says not to be doing all that. You know, I just, I just, I listen to the radio every day and, and think about, you know, just what would Jesus do? That's, that's all I have on everything. So. Well, I think it's those are, are great words of wisdom, uh, frankly, uh, Justin. I note uh, there's a new book out, by the way, Rod Dreyer has written uh, Live Not By Lies, a manual for Christian dissidents. And uh, uh, he's a person with whom I expect to be speaking shortly. We may put that on the uh, the best of Bohannon one of these weekends. So uh, I think right. your, your advice is, is, is well taken. I wish that more people felt as you do, Justin, but I thank you for sharing yeah. that this afternoon. It's 20 minutes now before 7 at 106.3 WORD. And here is Gilbert in uh, Greenville. Hi, Gilbert. Well, good evening, Jim. I just want to let you know, you may not know, but last night uh, Mark Levine had Sarah Huckabee Sanders on his program for about uh-huh. 20, 25 minutes. She's written a book yes, about and, uh, the, her life at, uh, with being press, uh, President Trump's uh, press secretary. Yeah. In uh, fact, I expect that Sarah is going to be on the best of Bohannon on uh, not this coming Sunday evening, but on Sunday evening the 20th. That's my expectation, because I'm interviewing her as okay. well. Well, she mentioned, uh, you know, Mark asked her about some of the times and travels. Well, she was on Air Force One with the president, and they landed in Germany at 2 o'clock in the morning. And President Trump went to her and said, you know, uh, let's see, let's go on all, on the base Uh I know there's bound to be some soldiers on this base, even if it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Lo and behold, they, they got a, over a 1,000 GIs together, and they really had a treat. Uh, it just goes to show you what President Trump does for the veterans or for the own you know, active-duty military, even at 2 o'clock in the morning when he could have stayed in there and had a nap, and she could too. But no, they had to refuel, but it's a... It, it just goes to show you the, what what President Trump does uh, for the military and the active duty soldiers. Yeah, again, he's taken a lot of uh, bad knocks and bum raps, but uh, but this notion of calling uh, 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 dead soldiers and, and prisoners of war losers and suckers—that's uh, oh god beyond the uh, pale. That question was asked of Sarah too. She says, "No way." Yeah. President Trump would have never done that. And I hear today no. that the man with the, the Atlantic has said that was some of that information was not true. Yeah. So Better late than never. But, I mean, they should have checked right, that before exactly. they printed it. But yeah. anyway, well, I've enjoyed listening to you this week. I heard you a couple of times in the morning. I Sometimes I get up and go to the bathroom. I turn on the radio and listen to part of 5 o'clock program. <laughs> well, we appreciate but, that uh, very much, uh, Gilbert, uh, if you're listening uh, because you're going to the bathroom, whatever reason. But, yeah, for those who don't know, uh, in addition to filling in occasionally for people like Bobby Mack and uh, and Tara and Vince, 
Uh, I also do the Best of Bohannon Sunday evenings from 8 till 10 p.m. And I know there's a program that, right before Tara. I do it sometimes on yeah. Sunday night. Uh-huh. And there's a program, as, so, as uh, Gilbert noted, right before Tara called America in the Morning. And I do a daily humorous feature yeah, that, at 525 a.m. Right? And I also do fact, a morning five-minute interview. I, I lived uh-huh. up in Newport News for four years. I worked for the newspaper up there. Right. I uh, served an apprenticeship and learned a newspaper production trade, and then I had a job waiting for me here in Greenville. But that's another story. Okay, I've been went with the local paper for 34 years. I'm retired now. All right, well, I'll look forward to next time you come around. Plus well, Sunday you're mighty night. kind. Thanks, Gilbert. The next time I fill in you, for Bobby Mack is October the 2nd. That's three weeks yeah, from I've today. Yeah, I've called in to Bobby several times. I, I, you're a good and man. I've heard him talk live. He's, he's, he's addressed both uh, American yeah. Legion Post here in Greenville, and mm-hmm. he's a very good speaker. Yes, and he is. So, so I'll he is that. Go. Maybe somebody else has got time to call in. There you Thanks go, Gilbert. I thank you for your call, your listenership, and your call. And, uh, yeah, I do appear uh, weekday mornings uh, at 525 uh, in the hour before Tara comes on uh, with a little humorous feature I do, and then at 535 with a five-minute newsmaker interview. But, yeah, I'll be interviewing Sarah Huckabee Sanders about her new book, Speaking for Myself, Faith, Freedom, and the Fight of Our Lives Inside the Trump White House. And I right now the planning is, that that will probably wind up on the best of Bohannon a week from Sunday. Uh, that'll be the 20th. Uh, the best of Bohannon for the 13th. Uh, 8 o'clock hour, uh, Colorado Congressman Ken Buck on preserving our national monuments from vandals. And then Adam Angieski of OpenTheBooks.com in the 9 p.m. hour this Sunday on the, the best of Bohannon. We'll come back. We'll take a look at uh, some more of the scenarios in the... Uh, possible presidential election outcome. Uh, This is 106.3 WORD, now on 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca. 101.5 FM in Anderson, everywhere on the Radio.com app. And our time now, 15 before 7. Thanks for being with us today, and we've just about got uh, this uh, afternoon wrapped up here. Uh, Jimbo for Bobby Mack, and it's 10 before 7. After the news at 7, Mark Levin uh, joins us, and uh, we are checking the uh, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line right now, where we find uh, a text that says, I was 19 years old when the Twin Towers were attacked. Watched it on TV, waiting for a biology class to start at uh, Clemson. Yeah, we all have memories that will uh, will stick with us, as well they should. So, uh, you, you recall, of course, Hillary Clinton's call for Joe Biden not to ever concede, ever. I guess she wishes she hadn't. She should have thought of that uh, massive mail-in ballot strategy four years ago. Anyway, um, the late mail-in ballots seem to favor the Democrats, Take California's 21st congressional district race two years ago. Three-term Republican David Valadio appeared to have won easily on election night by 7%. After several weeks of late ballot counting, 
His opponent, T.J. Cox, was elected by 832 votes. Uh, they would they would like to try that again. And I'm not saying that every such contest will be tainted. I'm saying that the potential is there. We have built into the system this time around a potential for fraud that is unprecedented. So uh, don't forget that roughly 24 million voter registrations out there, one in every eight is inaccurate in some way or another. People may have moved to another city or state. Some people may have died. Sometimes people are not interested and just give away their ballot. That There are such people out there. Uh, then, of course, you could wind up with a battle involving the state courts, which ultimately would wind up going to the federal courts, and that means ultimately the Supreme Court, which could mean, if you had a partisan 8-8 tie, that Mr. Swing Vote himself, John Roberts, the Chief Justice, might wind up electing the next president of the United States. I didn't say might, of course, after all. Now, if nobody got 270 electoral votes, there was a 269-269 tie, then the, 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 the presidency would be decided by the House of Representatives, one vote per state. California gets the same one vote as Wyoming, and you'd need only 26 states. Well, right now, uh, Republicans have 26 states, Democrats 23, one House delegation is tied and they get no vote. But, of course, this isn't the House that would decide that. It's the next House of Representatives that would decide the presidency in that particular case, and we don't know how that would go. On the other hand, uh, the Senate would pick the new vice president, one senator, one vote rule. The new vice president would then become, under this scenario, the new president. What if the, what if the House tied at 25 to 25? That's what you get with this system. Uh, presumably, this would be a party-line vote, and under the current Senate, that would mean you'd have President Mike Pence defeating Kamala Harris. However, we don't know what the new Senate's going to be like. That's the Senate that would decide that. There are just so many ways in which this uh, thing can go awry. We have opened up a, not a can of worms, a 55-gallon drum of worms. And why we feel the need to do that, I don't know. The Democrats apparently feel it is in their advantage. If you have any statesmanship at all, you recognize the inherent problems involved here. Now, I saw a thing today on social media talking about the Republicans fighting mail-in ballots to make voting harder. And I had to say to that individual, even though they couldn't hear me, no, you idiot, it's to make voting more secure, to make your vote have more integrity. I mean, my goodness, voting is not that hard. If you're too stupid or too lazy to cast a ballot under the current method, then maybe you shouldn't be voting at all. This is not about voter suppression or anything else. It's about the integrity of the vote. But there are some people out there who don't care about the integrity of the vote. They care only about winning. These are the same people who, if they had their their way in their heart of hearts, we wouldn't be voting anyway because we just aren't fit to determine our outcome, our future, our course of action. They know so much better than we do. This is going to be a shaky year. I'll be working election night, but I have no expectations that when... 
we come to the end of the night, November 3rd, that we will know. And next morning, I don't expect to know either. That's under the best case scenario. Anyway, it's been a great week filling in for Bobby Mack. You have a wonderful weekend. Bob's back on Monday afternoon. And I'll see you in the not-too-distant future. You take care, everybody. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.